Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Good morning, Smiling Sonia here. It's Saturday the 3rd of October 2020. I actually missed my walk yesterday and that was intentional and I'll explain why in a moment. Um, Today I want to talk about the subject around the idea that not spending is not the same as saving and I'll, I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. So yesterday I I decided not to come out for my walk in the morning, partly because it was my first week back at work where I've worked every day. I accidentally worked on Wednesday when it was my plan to just, well, it was my plan to have a rest day. And I realised I'd booked in an appointment and then I then decided to work half a day. And each day I finished around four, if not five o'clock. So they were foolish days. And I know that, you know, in the past, um, especially coming getting to the end of the week, I've been very tired. And and the previous week, I think it's because Saturday, I just spent all day in bed. I went shopping and I just spent all day in bed. So I thought, well, let's not go out for the walk in the morning just do the rest of my morning with my routine. I did think about going out for later on, but when I looked out, it was pouring with rain, as it is now. But that wasn't the reason I didn't go out in the morning, because I didn't know it was raining. I've come out this morning, it's raining, I've got the right gear on. It's warm, actually. It, it's, it's, it's nice. I'm not walking, so I've walked to this little area where it's covered so that I can just relax. I'm actually feeling quite relaxed. I, I, I thought, just as before I started talking, I just had this real feeling of relaxation. Um, partly because of probably a couple of decisions I've made during the week. I'm just, I'm just saying that now. That I've probably lifted something off my shoulder. I had a discussion with my son as well, um, encouraging him to open up to me, which he did actually he did open up and yeah can can I can I just do an aside here as as I've just mentioned it I thought about talking about then it lost and then because I've just been sharing that yes um it's interesting the conversations we have with people I and and so I so I, I want to share two conversations I had and I tend to, if I if I share something or strategy with the people, it's it's usually because I've done it myself. <laughs> I was having a discussion with someone who, very shy, um, very introvert, 
and they were saying how they get very anxious when they're being observed and in her role uh, she's in order for to obtain a qualification uh, her work has to be observed and and also there's a responsibility for when new people come in that they observe to learn how to do the job and so she gets quite anxious so we was discussing it and I and I, I said to her I said what if what if you just held a default position that every time you set up an interview with a client that you would invite um, inexperienced staff trainees to observe you so you just you you just did it automatically you automatically um, set it up that Anytime you uh, meet with someone, you will give an opportunity to somebody else to come and observe uh, the process. Okay, and also what you're looking at is when that person is observing the process, they're kind of helping you as well because when you're interviewing somebody, sometimes you may not notice, um, especially the non-verbal um, behaviour of somebody when you're involved in the discussion and somebody looking on the outside will pick things up and so what if you did that what if you did that just on a daily basis you just had this expectation that somebody was going to be coming in and sitting in whilst you do an interview I said, I said how do you think you will feel in three months time about somebody coming in and sitting in whilst you interview and she said well I'd feel really confident it'll be you know it'd be like nothing I said yes <laughs> I said you know consider that consider doing that because one of the things that happens of course is um, that you, you build up anxiety when you know something's gonna happen so if you know that um, you're gonna be observed whatever and it's something that you don't feel confident about you give you you're all anxious then it happens you get through it and then you relax and then you know then it's going to happen again, not immediately, but sometime in the future. So then you're building up your anxiety again. So I had that conversation with this person. And then I happened to be having a conversation with my son. And um, it's talking about anxiety and stuff. And, you know, he's, he's in his third year of university. And so there is some anxiety about, you know, going for a job at the end of it. Also in the university, he's public speaking. He, he, you know, he really finds it difficult <laughs> talking in front of people. And I said, you know, I, that was me. <laughs> I remember finding it really difficult talking in front of a group of people. I hated doing presentations in front of people. And just to, to go back to the previous conversation I had with this other person, I said, one of the things that people don't realise, if people talk about being frightened of being doing, present, doing public speaking, but when you're sitting in a room and there's a third person there, it's like you're doing a presentation to two people. When it's one-to-one, -one, it's different. But when there's another person they're observing, it's as if you're doing it's public speaking. That's one of the reasons. It's fear, you're fearful. 
So anyway, back to the conversation with my son. He, so I was talking to him and, and he was saying, yes, he, you know, he gets really anxious about doing these presentations. And so because I hadn't long had this conversation with this other person, I said, right, okay. And I, and I also remembered um, my own experience because a few years back I started doing um, videos. I started recording video tutorials. And I posted those online. And I, I, I did this challenge where I had to record a video and publish it um, three months. Yeah, so I had to do it every day for, for 90 days. But it was not like 100 days, 90 days. I had to do it every day. And I didn't edit the videos. I just recorded them and put them up. And at the end of that 100 days, <laughs> I mean, my confidence level is that I could just do it. So I, I explained this to my son and I said, look, um, you know, one of the things that I do and I'm doing this now. So when I go out for a walk and he goes out for a daily walk. So when I go out for a walk, I record my audio journal, as I spoke to before. Now, before it was audio, I, I it used to be video. So I used to video myself and then I stopped doing that and, and I, I prefer audio. Just then, don't have to worry about what I look like. <laughs> so. I said, you know, what if, what if every day you just recorded a video of yourself on your phone, yeah, because we've got your phone, for a minute, just a one minute video about you talking about anything, and it's just for you, nobody else looks at it, but you do that for the next 100 days, every day record a video and you're just talking you're just talking and I said because one of the things that will happen is that you'll get you'll get comfortable with yourself talking and my son's very much an introvert and he spends a lot of time on his own and so he's not in that position where every day is having conversations with different people and I said and, and I said to him look I didn't edit my videos because when we talk in real life with somebody, if we if we stutter or we say something wrong, we don't say, oh, stop, let's cut that. Because <laughs> you can't, can you? So anyway, so whether he does it or not, I don't know, but I will check in on him. So that's a bit of an aside. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, not spending yeah, not spending. And I think I wanted to talk about not spending because I, I'm, I'm on another no spend challenge this month. And I have noticed how my spending habits have changed. And I do think it's because doing these no spend challenges, I've had to, I really have had to be intentional about not spending. I think not if I wasn't doing the no spend challenge, there would be days when I didn't spend, but that would just be incidental. <laughs> but because I intentionally, you know, it's this challenge, you know, for the next 30 days, you know, the month, I want to have as many no spend days as possible. So that's me. That means if I was used to just popping over the road and buying some little thing. I'd stop and think, oh, do I really need it? 
so it, this is a need want thing do i really need that and if i do do i need it today and i think the biggest change has been in my grocery shopping because i bought a lot of food that i just fancy having this or i fancy having that or i should have that or i should have that and then it will get wasted or it'll be in the cupboard for weeks and months etc and because i've been focusing on my health it also helped with me well do i really need that that's extra extra sins extra calories i can do without that so for the month of october i've decided with my no spend challenge that i'm not going to buy any ice cream because uh yogurt is just as as good and i was i'm going to be going shopping this morning and i'm already thinking of things i don't need to buy which i probably would have bought today but by not buying them this week it means that there are other foods that i have in the fridge in the freezer in the cupboards that will get used and won't sit there for another week another month okay so for example i bought some potatoes last week because i've got into eating chips and you know making my own ones and i had sweet potatoes now I've run out completely run out of sweet potatoes but i've still got potatoes there but what tends to happen is i will eat something else rather than the potatoes so i've decided not to buy sweet potatoes so that i will eat those potatoes <laughs> if you get my drift <laughs> and i'm not going to buy um sweet potatoes uh, because I do have rice and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, the rain's coming down harder. So I was thinking about no spending and the habits I've developed, which for me are really good habits. And I, I heard somebody talking this morning on a podcast about because of the pandemic and people staying at home and not being able to go out, <clears throat> people have not been spending. So one of the first things that we've not spent money on is traveling to work so people working from home they've not had to, to spend money on fuel and so they've not had those transport costs whether it's a car or whether it's by a public pub, pub, public transport and so that money has been accumulating i'm using the word accumulating because what people have been saying is Oh gosh, I've been saving so much money because I'm not going to work, I'm not going to the restaurant, etc. I'm not going out shopping as much, etc. etc. So I'm saving so much money. But my view is, <laughs> or I agree with the view, that just because you're not spending doesn't mean that you are saving. And you think, well, yeah, but if you're not spending, of course you're saving. The, the money is there, not being spent. But I see saving as an active thing. I have been actively saving. Okay? Over the years, I have had 
money in my account and a savings account. Okay, and money's been there, but I've when something's come up, I've just used it, and I've not sort of thought, all right, I've got to replace it, or because I didn't have an emergency fund, the money just depleted. When I started understanding the importance of having an emergency fund and really got into the habit of saving for my emergency fund, I really developed that saving muscle. And I developed that saving muscle so much that when I achieved, firstly, my starter emergency fund of £1,000, I was in that habit, I just wanted to keep going on, so they, and I, they say three to six months in, a save, in, in an emergency fund. So I was saving towards three months, and then when I hit three months, I, my, that, that muscle was just so strong. I wanted, my, I wanted a six months emergency fund. I'm a single person, six months. I wanted a six months emergency fund. And also, you know, I've got chronic illness. Uh, if I have medical emergency, if I have to work part time, if I have to give up my job, I've got a bit of a buffer, six months I need. Actually, I think I need 12 months. So, so that's my goal now. I'm working towards 12 months of an emergency fund. So my, my savings muscle. And yes, it's come by me not spending money on stuff, but I've been actively saving. And so the question was asked this morning. You know, when, when we get through the other side of this pandemic, and people have been not spending, is that going to continue? Are people going to continue not spending and saving? And I think the consensus was no. Because even now, uh, there's, there's people spending, because they said, you know, credit cards, you know, sales, credit card purchases are up, you know. And I think when people feel that they have been stopped from doing something, restrained, when the, when the restraints are off, it's like, right, I can spend. And they'll spend the money. Now, I'm making an assumption there. I'm making an assumption. I know I am. But because not saving, not spending, yes, you... And, and maybe by not spending... Obviously, are you not then developing your not spending muscle? Hmm. I think that's different <laughs> because saving, I think not spending muscle and saving muscles are different muscles, aren't they? Because, and especially as not spending, it's not because, and also, ah, and here's the thing, here's the difference, I think. People are not spending, not because they don't want to spend, they're not spending because they can't spend. <laughs> so when you can't do something rather than it's, it's intentional, you don't want to do something. As soon as the opportunity is there, then that may well change. So I, I, I guess what, what would be really useful at this point is whilst people are not spending is to then think about saving and think about, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not spending, this money's accumulating, maybe going forward, I can actually
do something intentional about saving money. And and I think if 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 you've not had a if you don't have an emergency fund, you might find that you actually have a fund of money now that you could you could now use an, as an emergency fund, and you might well be able to say, "Well, I'm not going to touch this now. This is an emergency fund. I'm not going to touch this." And even when I go back to some kind of normal, where maybe I am then having to spend money on on transport, uh, I am able to buy things I couldn't before. That this money that I've accumulated, I'm not going to label it an emergency fund or whatever, or sinking fund. I'm not going to touch it. And that maybe I can look at how I can cut my expenses because I, I did without going getting going to a restaurant every week or every two weeks and I'm, I'm not saying that I don't do any of that but maybe I can rather than going twice a month I can go once a month <laughs> um, you know holidays even people have saved a lot of money on holidays yeah so yeah, I just, it's just I think it's a, 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 an area to explore. It's not it's not something I've talked about before in that kind of context. You know, it's not spending is not the same as saving. And I would go on to say that saving is not the same as investing. And 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 for me, that's that's another layer for me that's another area that I'm learning about that that's where I'm that's where I'm going see I, I, I do have this goal you know and it's, it started with I need to live within my means so I need to stop spending money on, on, on wants and focus only on spending on needs so that I can um, have some uh, disposable income and then I can save that that money and, and there's a couple of purposes, so I have to save money so that I have an emergency fund in case I have any financial crisis. I want money saved so that um, I can cover expected expenses. You know, you know I'm going to have to change my car at some point. I have appliances that will only last a certain amount of time. Ah, and that reminds me. Yesterday my air fryer stopped working <laughs> my air fryer that i depend on every day and luckily i took out a two-year extended warranty but it came free so i've got to follow that up but that, that just goes so and i was thinking it's my no spend month so this is this is the conversation i had in my head air fryer not working no spend month i can't do without my air fryer well i have an oven i can use the oven Okay, the air fryer I was able to buy because I had vouchers and various number of th things that I got together to buy the air fryer. And I thought, well, I can buy another air fryer, but do I need to buy an air fryer this week or this month? No, I don't. I can use the oven, which I have been doing the last couple of days, well, yesterday. <laughs> And so that's the conversation I have with myself. So yes, it would be great to have another air fryer, but uh, do I need it and do I need it right now? And you know, you know, could I save up towards it? Yeah. 
um, if somebody's buying me a gift, could I say, could you give me something towards buying an air fryer? Do you see, there's lots of different things I can do. And then I remembered that, ah, oh, the warranty. I checked and it was like, it's just over a year old. It's just over a year old. And I think, <gasps> and then I found an email that said there's this two year warranty on it. So I'm pleased with that. So, um, yes, saving. So I understand. So I understand about not spending on on just on wants. And you can from time to time, but but save, you know, having being intentional about it. So not spending, then saving, and that there's there's different purposes for saving. And I think I hadn't really appreciated that before. And so I need this emergency fund that I just do not touch, and it is there for what is an emergency. You know, job loss is an emergency. <laughs> okay, um, illness where you may need to pay for. Um, medication or some kind of treatment that's an emergency and uh, and then what I understand about investment my 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 my, my travel is towards saving money in a savings account is not going to do anything other than just sit there and at the moment with interest rates at 0.01 percent it's not doing anything, it's just sitting there. And what I need is for my money to work for me. So that, and as I'm understanding that, my purpose, my purpose is to get to a point where I have money, I've got this extra money that I've not earmarked, not earmarked for emergency fund because that's fully funded, not earmarked for sinking funds to cover um, any maintenance and any repairs and stuff and this is extra money that I can invest because when you invest money of course you can lose it okay so it's got to be money that you can afford to lose because it's not going to impact on any other area of your life and so that's my understanding so that's my goal that's my goal and even at the grand old age of 57 I can still have that goal. I think that's a great thing that I've learned. You know, your financial journey, your financial education, it starts here and now, today. So, um, yeah. So, but that's that's a new area. That's an area that I'm learning. Right. Um, I'm going to go back out and walk back now. You know, I was talking. Um, great talking to you as usual. And I'll speak to you soon.